Welcome to Wide Awake Stories from Insomniac. This is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Insomniac HQ, this is Wide Awake Stories. Welcome to Wide Awake Stories, episode 20. Yes, I was so close to the legal age of 21, but we'll get there soon. Shy, you're 20, right? I'm turning 22, guys. Oh. I'm big girl over here. Soon okay. the show will be older than you. Insomniac's older than me. <laughs> Daniel, Rich, and Shy have returned, and we have a special guest from the Insomniac crew. Introduce yourself, baby. What's up? My name is Caroline, and I also go by Soothslayer when I play the drum and basses. Thanks for having me. Woo! Thank you for being here. We, mm -hmm. we love when you play the drum and basses. Caroline also works at Insomniac in the video department. This is true. I edit videos and cut some of the trailers for uh, the shows that we do and just try to have a nice creative balance all around of aesthetic and sonics all together. So Caroline's here today because uh, we have a bit of a theme running on today's show, don't we, Rich? We do. We do. We are talking about the drum and the bass. I love drums and basses. I love drums and bass. Drum and bass is very close to my heart. Back in the days when I actually used to Oh, he started DJ. already. Back in the day. Oh, oh he God. said, he was like, okay, everyone drink when I say back story, in the day. right before we started recording, Rich goes, oh, I need to bring like young and hip into this because I don't want to talk about, you know, like back in the day, drum and bass. So it suddenly starts over with. under on two minutes? <laughs> I meant when I used to DJ, oh, I happened okay. to be B-I-T-D. I spun uh, Funky Breaks and I spun Drum and Bass. In fact, me and Chris Muniz, a.k.a. DJ Nightstalker, uh, did an all-vinyl drum and bass set at the EDC 20 in 2016 in a little back room at the VIP area at Kinetic Field, which was a whole lot of fun. Hard eyes. So I do love the drum and the bass. I used to love drum and bass. Lick, my, my bag was liquid funk. Fabio Groovider style, creative source, creative wax, 97 kind of vibe. That was me. And then I have to say that nowadays I'm not, I don't follow the scene so much. Uh, I kind of like it sonically. There's some really nice noises going on, but it's not something that I would know too much about these days. But ask me a question from 1998 and I will tell you, <laughs> I will be full of passion. What was Joker Records release number 112? No. <laughs> but Caroline, I think you can speak to what's happening currently in drum and bass and what excites you. Because when you play out, you play a mix of different things. I mean, I've heard you play hard stuff. I've heard you play liquid stuff. Like it's, it's kind of... Right. I would say I um, relate mostly to the rollers and a lot of Nero drum and bass, which is all the darker sounding things. Um, I really like dark drum and bass. That's my favorite kind. I don't relate as much to the liquid as Daniel does. <laughs> does um, liquid still exist? It sure does. It's beautiful. Hospital Records is still keeping it alive for sure. Right. Lots of people are still making beautiful liquid music. I think well, it's like beautiful Bookham music. Well, like style liquid or like, you know, like the really jazzy cut. I was really into the sort of super two-step like jazzy yeah. kind of stuff. I feel like now it's more dance floor liquid where it's just kind of like really epic and cinematic and mm. um, lots of pads and synths and mm -hmm. all these like beautiful sounds that take time to develop. Do you remember when it was called Intelligent Drum and Bass? Oh, I don't, yes. but I remember Intelligent 
dance music, IDM, which was like right. Aphex Twin style. Calling something intelligent basically assumes that the rest of it's not so intelligent. But it was called intelligent. Fabio used to say that. I used to produce Fabio radio show. See, so back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, guilty as charged. Do you think that the scene right now is super healthy? Do you think it's kind of peaking? And uh, in terms of mainstream appreciation of drum and bass, it only pokes its head into the mainstream like every once in a while because someone will have a tune that's got a drum and bass tempo, or someone will just release something that just completely smashes. Like, where do you think the genre is right now in terms of its its mainstream? appeal in, in the united states it's definitely not very popular which i think is very unfortunate because it's one of the most amazing technical genres of music i think ever created um i think for a lot of people they don't understand a lot of the sounds they don't understand the pace of it. it's a lot faster if you can cope with the sounds of trap and dubstep then why would drum and bass scare you it's the the ear it's i when i used to listen to dubstep like when I first got into dance music, I used to say I hate drum and bass because I couldn't digest it. I thought it was like, mm -hmm. like it was too fast for me. I'm like, oh, I feel like it's giving me anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's stressing me out. And a lot of people say the same. Mm -hmm. But if you ease into it, like I ease into it with liquid drum and bass mm -hmm. and then got into, you know, like jungle drum and bass. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck, I love this. Like it makes you want, once you like ease into it mm -hmm. and like get yourself familiar with, you know, the softer versions of it, I think you can get really into it drum and bass is a consistent ride mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. it, it's always going to take you on this flow whereas i feel like trap and dubstep there, there's like this kind of pause and then it runs forward and then it stops and then the drop is insane like drum and bass to me is like a heartbeat it's like a consistent heartbeat that's that's got some some energy in some places but it's not dependent on that huge drop it's more of a flow yeah and a journey to each record yeah and exactly. it's sure. set and you can also do the faster style of the way um, I feel like some of the like dubstep and trap is mixed together. A lot of people um, aren't always mixing, but kind of like just slamming into the next moment, the next drop with drum and bass. I feel like you have that moment um, to mix them together and you can still keep them all going and have three records at one time. What attracted me to drum and bass initially was I was a hip hop head, like an old school hip hop right. head. And you could back in the day. In. Back in the day. I didn't say back in the day, <laughs> but I will say the glory days, the golden years of hip hop. And hip hop tempos were essentially half time of what drum and bass tempos were. I think Everdaddy was the one who did it the most with like Jungle Brothers remixes and, and the Looney's remix of I've Got Five on it. It was a mix of hip hop and drum and bass. And so when I started DJing drum and bass, I would always bring a bunch of old school hip hop records and throw verses during the breakdowns and like in the drops too. And it was exciting to me because it was this kind of things that people had been used to hearing with all these old school hip hop tracks, but in a way that was, it's almost like cheating, right? I mean, you're, you're kind of hooking them with- That's not cheating, the, the it's like mashups. No one's doing that nowadays. Uh, well, that's what I was gonna ask. Is that still a thing at all? Or is Trap kind of now taking hold of the sort of no there are still people that are making um that when mixing live that will have the um acapella style or do they'll do their own remix of a hip-hop song and then you know there's even the new modern um hip-hop songs that they're doing that with i've heard a bunch of post malone remixes that are made into drum and bass songs i've heard um amigo song that was made into a drum and bass song so it's like people are still doing that concept i just think um 
you know, back in the day, you would have back in the day. The only one that would complete the Connect Four back in the For day. Real. You had Craze that would do a lot of the yeah. uh, mashups. Yeah, I love Craze. He's still doing. He's still that. doing it. Yeah. Sure, he's keeping that vibe alive. I feel like Hype still does that every once in a while yeah. too. Well, he's he's a back in the day DJ. <laughs> though, isn't he? So, oh, yeah. He's an original gangster. Craze also killing it on Instagram, by the way. Okay, I don't so follow him, but, follow him. But, but hype is yeah, he's he's hype is the guy that I learned to DJ from imitating that and the scratch style mm-hmm. was, was him. So I just used to listen to tapes of him at raves, yeah. just rewind it and rewind it, and just keep going over his scratches and slowing them down and working out what he was doing. Right, and that's that's how I learned how to DJ him and Slipmat. Yeah, with the two guys, I never met them. I do have now, but back right. then I hadn't. I was just learning their DJ style from listening to tapes of Dreamscape and World Dance and Mind Warp. For sure, those sound like back in the day parties. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Um, well, so speaking of back in the day, our first guest on the show, who you mentioned, Andy C, uh, is someone who has been playing uh, for a long time and essentially been a part of the Bass Rush family since for forever. I mean, he's been so tight with the community, right. always looks forward to coming out. We just had him at Escape. Always playing. Always playing. Yeah, uh, they and love a him. Super, super gentleman. He's the nicest guy in the world. He seems like such a nice guy. He's very, very kind and he's very humble for, you know, winning the best DJ award for what forever it seems like because he is probably the best DJ in the world so true to who he is and the music that he loves we had our own DJ Night Stalker Chris Muni sit down with Andy who I think maybe may have done a shot every time someone said back in the day uh, at Escape and uh, here's their conversation Wide Awake Stories from Insomniac Welcome to Wide Awake Stories. This is Chris Minas, a.k.a. DJ Night Stalker. I'm here with Andy C. Here in Los Angeles at Escape Psycho Circus. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm good. Good to see you, Chris, man. I'm, it's been a long journey. Well, where are you coming from? Well, we're coming from London, straight from the UK. And uh, early start, 6 a.m. this morning, which was, uh, you know, I guess 10 p.m. last night for you. Yeah. Three-hour car journey. But we're here now. What are you here now? You're here now. Drinks are flowing. I'm sure the vibes are raging. The vibes are raging. So we're, we're good to go. So we're here in, you know, your home away from home, really, you know, Base Rush is basically your second family at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we consider you family as well. What do you What do you think about like Los Angeles, Southern California, the United States in general? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just saying earlier on it. I don't know how many times I've been coming to this particular venue, but I got some fantastic memories, and it is like family coming back. Um, and it's always great to bump into everybody. But you know, the the vibe in LA, California has always been really special for drum and bass. You know, I know that, you know, people like yourself and people, you know, who I've been seeing for so many years have been flying the flag, you know, and keeping the flame burning for DMB. And we go through peaks and we go through troughs. Uh, But the family is a consistent thing, the drum and bass family in California. And it's just, it's just a great thing to come out here. I mean, I think we was here back in June, Mm -hmm. just back in June. It was so, that's right, exactly. So, you know, as long as as long as um, as long as you guys are around, man, we'll be keep, keep coming back. So I think that's going to carry on for quite a few years yet. Yeah. Well, how many years is this now? Like, if you count back to the early days of drum and bass for you, like what when you think back of your legacy, just in terms of like, oh, when I was a kid, like I had no idea where I would be like this this far along. Yeah. Well, you could say that because um, yeah, first rave I ever done, I was playing to about five people in a uh, in a in a shed in a garden, but. Um, 
No, I've been coming here for so long, and you know, and we, you know, everybody's been hooking up in different parts of the states, and we always used to hook up at a conference in Miami as well, right? Exactly. Put on the parties in uh, in conference. And the years fly by at such a fast rate these days, don't they? Because there is everyone's so busy and there's so much going on. And like you said, we was just here in June uh, for Bass Rush Matthews, which was a great party, by the way. And then obviously we was here Beyond as well. And then the great parties at Exchange uh, with a longer set. So yeah, man, the years roll by, but you know, uh, the, for me, the vibe grows stronger. And... Um, and on each new wave of uh, of generation of raver that come through, they sort of discover in the in the states especially. It feels like people discover it like it's something new. Like for us, it's old school, you know. But I get a lot of messages from people every time I come. They're all like, "Wow, I wasn't expecting that." Because I, I'm fortunate, I get thrown into the. I get thrown into the middle, you know, the pit, so to speak, in between other genres. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not so much tonight, but yeah, quite yeah. often when I come here, I play in between other genres. Yeah, yeah. So maybe um, as a result of that, I'm playing to people that might not have heard mm -hmm. drum and bass before. Mm -hmm. And I always get very positive messages after, which is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So in the UK, is it like straight drum and bass all night? Um... Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, there was a, there was a there was a mixed multi-genre vibe going on for a while, and at the bigger bigger festivals, you'll play after different genres. You know, if you're playing on a stage with twenty, thirty thousand people, um, but you know, we're DMB to the core over there, man. So we do very big drum and bass parties over there. So when you come to the states, do you play a different kind of set? Are you like thinking about bridging the old school with the new school? Um. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that when I was coming here tonight. You know, so I'm in the car and I'm listening to all the new tunes. And tonight, I think I just want to play new, fresh stuff. Nice. That's how, that's what I'm feeling tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have, I have tried to bridge yeah. that before or thought about it. Yeah. Uh, but tonight's like a one-hour set. Yeah. So I'm probably just gonna. I'm just going to go slamming for for an hour of like, you know, fresh material. But I've played a few old tunes. But, you know, you're conscious as a DJ, especially if you're playing to audiences that aren't necessarily um, fully into the DMB vibe, that you might, you know, you want to keep people dancing and also you don't want to alienate them and keep them bubbling along so that 20, 30 minutes in, you're going to play a couple of tunes that's going to capture, capture their imagination, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. going to get them hooked. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's the sort of the trick, as it were. Yeah, yeah. When you think about your own sort of, I guess, journey and sort of what you represent in terms of drum and bass as the ambassador, as the executioner. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, right? That's a lot of pressure, right? Um, uh, yeah. Well, you could say that. You've built it up now, haven't you? <laughs> I haven't played yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, so So does that also come into sort of like when you're thinking about it and you're like driving here and you're like, okay, I got to like... I am Andy C. Like, there's a part of you that's like not Andy C. You know, I'm like, I'm like Andrew. I don't know what it, you know. No, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I don't think about it like that. I, I think about honestly. There's, there's, there's like a great, like I was saying earlier, a great hardcore of people, and like, I think as long as you, as long as you're mindful of the new audience, like I've just mentioned, but also 
you know, there are some diehard, well, a lot of diehard drum and bass fans in California that yeah. come to these parties. So yeah. it's my job, you know, they might be coming tonight. Just I know, I know, Noisia are on as well, so yeah. I know they're going to be absolutely smashing it tonight. You know, yeah. sometimes there's only one of us. Yeah. There's only one drum and bass act. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's 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 my job to sort of like give them a power hour. You know what I mean of drum and bass. So that if you've paid your money. You know, if they pay the money to come in, they're going to get a full-on, yeah. you know, power hour of DMB to satisfy the vibe. That's right. That's you right. know, and then, uh, like I say, hopefully you can bring in some more people than that. Yeah. But you know, hopefully you'll be up there having a little boogie yeah. as well. You know, oh, and yeah. that's the vibe. I mean, because I always really vibe off the crowd yeah. um, on the stage. Yeah. You know, a lot of DJs like, or a lot of people are like, oh, I like a, I like a closed stage. You know, I don't want anyone on stage. I mean, I mean, I need people around me on stage yeah. to vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that brings out the best in you. Yeah, you know, yeah, when you yeah. when you're getting a hardcore on the stage going, yeah. you know, at the back of the stage going, and that transmits to the front, and yeah. everybody gets on a vibe. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like the old warehouse days when you were right there in the mix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, you know, there were, we played a gig in Manchester the other week in the Warehouse Project, and uh, me and Tom were up on stage. He's hometown, and uh, he had all his crew in there, and then Goldie rocks up with his crew and then Noisia tires from Noisia rocked up mm-hmm. and every and we just suddenly started having this party on stage like a full on party on stage it was yeah. going insane yeah. and as a DJ that was so inspiring because yeah. suddenly I'm having there's like a sort of little party going on stage and obviously there's a big party going on out in the audience but yeah. somehow they in the middle of it all they connect yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and there's yeah. a real energy throughout the whole place instead of, instead of everybody standing on stage just gazing out mm-hmm. and trying to be cool yeah, yeah. we're having our own rave on stage <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> losing it losing and that's what you vibe off as a DJ you just want everybody to have a party and have yeah. a good time yeah. let's uh, switch gears because I know people often think of you traveling flying coming here DJing but what about the days that you don't travel what does the day look like what is your morning routine how do you spend your day um, uh, yeah well it's got to start with a cup of tea in the morning what time do I I'm an early bird man yeah. I'm an early bird yeah 8 8 something like 8 8.30 yeah surprisingly but um, kick back I mean there's a lot of stuff to take care of Um, you know try and spend some time with the family as much time as possible obviously and um, and that involves us all going football as well Mm -hmm. and uh, kicking back and doing stuff like that I mean you got to rest when you can these weekends absolutely take like I told you we've flown for 12 hours we've driven for 3 hours we're going to do this we're flying to Toronto tomorrow mm-hmm. which is 5 hours yeah. home on Sunday it takes it out of you so the weeks are like recovering mode plus there's a lot going on I mean you know for example this week um, there's a whole other project coming next year that's exciting I've been working on that this week we had meetings about Wembley to do with the, like the stage setup for that this week yeah. I've also had 2 days in the studio this week so it's like Downtime is very precious, yeah, yeah. and uh, and you have to make the most of it. Yeah, yeah. And then, how much are is is that like just thinking about tunes? How do you, when like when you're thinking about your sets coming up? How much of that is just natural at this point, where you're just listening to music and being like, okay, I already kind of know where this is going to fit in. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that in the in the car on the way here, I listen to music nonstop while these two are asleep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was listening to. And I was thinking, yeah, I kind of know where that's going to, you know, the, yeah, the style yeah. of tune's going to slot in. Yeah. And then you make up, you know, like a, a folder mm. of tunes, mm-hmm. you know, and um, 
Yeah, as I said, I'm vo- like, like I say, sometimes you can go in, like I was saying in Manchester the other week, or like I've just said, oh, I'm going to play fresh tunes tonight. Yeah, yeah. I may not. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Five or ten minutes into the set, you might get a different vibe and it goes a different way. So, you know, the, the yeah. job as a DJ is to go wherever the vibe yeah. takes you. Sometimes you have preconceived ideas of like, oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to play this tune, I'm going to play that tune. Yeah. After five, ten minutes, that could be out the window. But... Um, but there is so much new music yeah, yeah. and very, very like um, you know, sick new music, like yeah. exciting new music. Yeah. So I want to try and express some of that tonight. Yeah. Any chance you can sort of fill us in on who Razor is? Um, well, I, when Razor lets me know that I can fill people in on who, on who it is, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but there's some, there's some, uh, yeah, there's some shit. hot, yeah, yeah, there's some hot tunes. There's actually, I've got two fresh ones in nice. the, in, in the bag tonight nice, from nice. said Razor. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it up to them when they expose when the, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. And their program has been like s- such an amazing sort of label for, for me to sort of discover new artists and sort of just catch a vibe sometimes. Uh, uh, how much does program, I guess, fit into sort of your overall vision of where drum and bass is headed and sort of your overall vision of the scene? Well, program is is a is a test bed. Um, we've had some great artists come through program, and then on to Ram. And also, it's not it's not considered. Oh, you go on program and then you move up to Ram anymore. I think program is just like we release some pretty left field stuff on yeah, there yeah. and show the sort of the exactly the de- the depth and breadth of of DMB. And um, and so program's got its own place, and I'm really happy that it's got its niche in a, the weird and wonderful world of DMB, depending on what vibe it is. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a case of choosing what does come on program, yeah. because there is, I mean, it is, there always has been a lot of music around, but these days, I don't know what, there is like, insane, insane. Yeah. like literally on the, in the car on the way here tonight, I'm just on the promo uh, there's like, th- th- say 30 hot, like tunes, I'm like, I want to play that. Yeah. I can't play 30 tunes. That's a set. <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do to last week's tunes? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, good on one hand, bad if you've only got an hour set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so, so you know, when I can, I can get greedy and do five or six hours. Right, right, <laughs> that right. makes it all about. It speaks to the strength of the scene. Um, you know, as things come and go, obviously drum and bass heads feel like, you know, we've been here for through it all, ups and downs, and we're going to be here. House and techno seems to be sort of having a resurgence, but do you do you pay attention to those kind of sort of ups and downs, or do you just kind of do your thing, or what's your sort of take on the scene in general? I've, you know, it's funny, when I get in, I, I, I was in... Um, um, Ibiza at the DJ Awards and I was getting interviewed and they were like oh you know how does it feel when John Bass has been on the back burner and it's been and I don't and you're like yeah hold on you You know I'm not really seeing that you know and I think yeah if you are if you yeah exactly it's like if you ask that obviously in the commercial world drum and bass only pokes its head above Mm. the water every now and again but um, everyone in drum and bass will testify that it is a very, very healthy scene. It always has been, yeah. you know. And there are peaks and troughs. When, when I say troughs, it's like 
you might go through a few years of of somebody's not made a big you know like we need big you know like you know them big exciting tunes that come along and everyone's like have you heard that tune I said oh my god and it and it can send the scene in a whole nother direction yeah. and then it can take it somewhere yeah. and that that's what I mean about peaks and you know like yeah. some some years you spend a year treading water of like in the sense of the same tunes but yeah we we um the scene is incredibly healthy. I think it's led to the longevity of it. I know in my career, mm-hmm. on a personal level, that has been this, the, the the foundation of the longevity of it. You know, my, my agent, everyone would always say, you know, instead of like just suddenly coming out of nowhere and going, Boom, you know, the new big thing, and then next year, oh, that was last year's thing. Yeah. Drum and bass has always been just adding to the foundations, adding to the core. Mm-hmm you know picking people up along the way and and you get to a certain period after you know however many many moons we've been doing it (laughs) and uh the foundations are so the the scene is so entrenched and has got such depth in its foundations across the whole scene across every genre of the scene um that it ain't going nowhere it's like it's like a staple now isn't it it's like you know you've got r&b you've got blues you've got rock you know it's like it it, i think it can be parallel with that in a scene that it doesn't like other scenes have come and gone but obviously house and techno as well same thing but drum and bass is unique it and it's 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 one unto itself and there'll never be another like it and it's never going to go anywhere do you know what i mean like we are totally unique in that so we i take comfort in that and um and that's why the raves are always jamming and always busy you know what i mean we don't need them commercial success we don't need people to say like oh you're on the front cover you got there's an a-list record or there's you know this going on because we know how strong the scene is This is Wide Awake Stories. What I love about Andy so much is he's he's so polite that you forget that his whole take on drum and bass is, I don't give a fuck how popular it is in the mainstream. The, the genre is smashing it all the time. It's going to be here forever. Um, and we don't need that sort of big hit to really uh, power the community and, and push this genre of music along it will stand on its own two feet forever. He's right. Drum and bass, I mean, it really has stood the test of time. There isn't another genre of dance music that has maintained itself that long. I mean, in, in its same form, because if you look at, say, trance, it's completely different back no. then as to what it is now. Drum and bass is, is, is stay true to its roots. Drum and bass doesn't have an expiration date. Well, I would challenge someone to put on, like, Dillinger's hard noise, like, now at a show, and it'll still crush... Absolutely. No matter what. I Absolutely. still play lots of Dillinger Capone songs. That song Friday still goes all the way off every time. But then there's also a lot of, you know, people from back in the day <laughs> that know exactly what song that is. So they're just having a good time to it. One, you know? for One sure. of the criticisms I would have about drum and bass is that it, it is kind of still the same as it was back then. Though The, the production techniques and, the, and it sonically sounds bigger. But, it, you know, as a genre, it's basically the same as, as what it is back then. You could play a track from 15 20 years ago and if it was remastered to sound like today you wouldn't you wouldn't know that it wasn't a new track um i feel like back in the day <laughs> it was more about the the almond break you know yeah, yeah and i feel like it's not as much about that sample anymore i feel like now you have really thick punchy kicks and really hollow snares like you have a whole different sonic sound 
It is the same formula. It is the same math. It does go on the same type of flow. Um, but I do feel like the actual overall sound has evolved a lot since the beginning. I mean, Shai, you're in an interesting place too because being a member of, of the Bass Rush team, that's that's a genre that really started with drum and bass. And now I think some would argue that drum and bass takes a little bit of a backseat to the trap and the dubstep programming. Yeah, it's really upsetting, especially being the person running our socials and seeing every day there's going to be one to 12 kids saying, when is there a drum and bass show or why isn't there enough drum and bass on this lineup? It's really, you know, it's really hard because it's not that strong right now. And especially with ticket buyers and the position that we're in, like we do have to sell tickets. We can't book everything we want based on our preference like I mean listen I would book certain artists every weekend in LA because I know a lot of people would want to see it but it, the show wouldn't succeed right now in this time and we would have to you know take the loss because of that and sometimes with drum and bass it's very hard so we try to scatter it as much as we can you know on bigger areas like festivals where we have the ability to you know try things out with other artists that we think would do right in that you know scenario so it's really tough we we want to do more drum and bass and i know we're trying to and planning the right way to get it out there um we have function which you know is basically another name for the shows that we do for drum and bass um but it is a priority to get it back out there is it bass rush is it bass rush's responsibility to drive it forward or to react to the market discuss i think it's both i think we're right now in this position with how strong of a voice we do have to so many people not just in california you know we do have the ability to push certain sounds especially with you know I hate saying experimental bass. There's no really word for, you know, this style right now. But with that sound, because it is more prevalent, we're trying to, you know, push it forward and do more shows with that. And I think that with drum and bass, we have to do the same, you know, bring it back and try and make it more present. I have a question for Caroline. With the drum and bass crowd, the ticket buyers that Shai was referring to, do you find it's an older crowd or is it the new kids coming through into that scene? Honestly, it's probably a lot of an older crowd. I think a lot of the new kids are really intimidated by it, but then you get a handful of the younger kids that are, like I've played some shows where, even in Insomniac shows where I've had probably kids that, you know, 18 to 20 that have never heard of drum and bass before that are like, wow, I just stopped by the stage and I had never heard this music before, but this is amazing. And this has really opened my eyes to a whole different genre. We need more. One of the label heads at Insomniac, we actually just signed a drum and bass song to Bass Rush and we had this argument about how it isn't out there enough in the US. And because we now have a, you know, the platform with a label under Bass Rush, being able to sign more drum and bass songs to, you know, a hundred thousand followers on whatever social media, it's another way to like kind of force feed a younger crowd drum and bass. And we really want to do that. One of the things I love about the current bass music culture is something that I used to see a lot of in the drum and bass culture, which is this whole aspect of the B2B, right? You would have B2Bs in drum and bass all the time where people would go back and forth, really feed off one another energy-wise. 
And if you're going B2B with someone, you're not pre-programming a set. It's all kind of off the top of your head. Over the last few years, that's really been something that's been adopted by bass music DJs a lot too. And whereas techno and house, sometimes you'll see, I'm not talking about the entourage behind, I'm talking about actual DJs on stage. You would see five or six drum and bass guys back there patting each other on the back and one track going to this track, going to this track. You've seen that a lot in bass in, in dubstep too. So that to me is like a, a, a tribal cultural thing where there actually is a crossover where the dubstep guys are engaging in that free flowing, hey, you put on a track, I'll put on a track, let's big up one another that I liked so much about drum and bass that attracted me so much to drum and bass, which kind of dovetails into our next interview with Noisia. So once again, uh, DJ Nightstalker, a.k.a. Chris Meanies, a.k.a. USC PhD, a.k.a. Papi Noche, uh, met up with uh, Noisia as well after his set at Escape. And they had a little chat. You're tuned in to Wide Awake Stories. We're here with Noisia once again. Uh, he just finished a hot set. What up, what up? All right, so on the way over here, we... Uh, we're talking about like, you know, because we were all up there on stage with you and Andy and it was like, what is it about drum and bass people that like people on stage with him? Um, I don't know. I, it, it was uh, it was always like small clubs um, and, and, and like dark, uh, low ceiling places that um, where you drop like new tracks that no one expected. And it, it wasn't about rec it was it was about recognition, but also about like unexpected um, new new things that you would uh, play suddenly, and then all the other DJs were there to fucking slap you on the legs, like dude, what what, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, and um, that's I mean that's still a thing. That's still something that I I love when uh, it doesn't happen as much anymore because I mean even while drum and bass isn't really uh, hasn't hasn't really blown up anywhere like some other genres it's it's become a lot bigger than it used to be and so the parties are bigger more professional and everything and people clear the stage and all that but when there's a night where everyone's in the booth and like you drop this one unexpected thing and everyone's like just pushing you around and just slapping you that's the most that's the best thing like that's still the best feeling yeah. I mean that was one of the beauty of having you and Andy back to back tonight because I saw you stay there after your set and then there were some moments where you were hyped it was obvious you were hyped and you rolled up there and you were like patting him on the leg and hitting him on the back yeah yeah, yeah for sure like, I, I, whenever Andy's I like Andy always obviously comes with that kind of shit like he drops unexpected uh, things, double drops, uh, triple drops, but also just switching it up uh, in, a, in a direction that you just weren't expecting, but it's still super, like, yeah, heavy or deep or, I don't know, yeah, just. Yeah, so when you leave a spot like this, where are you going next? I'm going uh, to a festival on the East Coast now. It's like they moved they moved the location uh, because of I don't know weather or something. Yeah. So I, I don't know where it is, but it's like close to DC area. But I imagine you do a couple festivals. You know, you see Andy, you see other people dropping some tunes. You get hype. You go back home, and then what? Yeah, and then I got my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's a great combination actually. But I don't I don't do long tours anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, um, I I still enjoy playing out a lot. Yeah, um, especially because I don't do it like as hardcore 
as I used to. Uh, now it's more fun because it's uh, it's more special. Yeah, yeah. And then you know you're in a unique position because you're international, right? And so you see the stateside drum and bass scene, especially as something unique. What are you what are you noticing about it over the years? And then especially like tonight and you know in the past year. Oh, it's definitely become bigger, and, and, and for sure it's become bigger in, in California. Um, also, yeah, some other places, there's like Denver is really, really like hot uh, for drum and bass. And some East Coast places, and Toronto, it's, it's not U US, but it's like sort of really close. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, when I first the first few shows that I played here, um, people were, it was like in bars and people were break dancing and it was <laughs> it was really different. Yeah, yeah. So no way there were shows like this, like huge fucking um, thousands of people with big production, no. So yeah, obviously it's come a long way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you guys are known for pushing left field also, you know what I mean? Like, so when you come to a festival like this, is that the place to educate him or is it the place to just drop the dance floor shit? Uh, we, and not all of us agree on that uh, part. No, I mean, Tice is more of the education uh, side of the story, and I, I just rather just drop the, the heavier shit. Um, but I mean, I, I guess both can be, both can, can, can be right, I suppose. Yeah. Um, there's no, yeah. There's no, there's never a right way to DJ anyway, so yeah. What are you gonna, yeah, what are you gonna say? <laughs> What do you what do you think? What do your kids think you do, or how do you describe what you do to your kids? Uh, well, the youngest is still a baby, so she doesn't she doesn't know. But the oldest, um, she she knows that I make music, and I've actually written a tune with her. She's got publishing on it. Nice. <laughs> it's really really funny. Uh, but no, she knows. Like whenever we're in the car and there's any track on the radio, she's like, "Daddy." Daddy, who's who, who made this tune? Did you make it or who who else made it? As if like it's really common like that all the tracks on the radio are just like everyone's making tracks on her, that are on the radio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, she she doesn't realize that it's still that it's pretty it's a pretty weird job. So how old is she? She's uh, three and a half. So are you looking forward to like kind of educating her on like the old school stuff you grew up on too? Uh, at some point, yeah. She's like right now her favorite tune is "Slide" by Calvin Harris. So nice, nice, it's, nice. that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, he's a, it's yeah, my son's into like Aerosmith of all things, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably he's twelve. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, any final shouts before you go? You know, this is a bass rush, insomniac kind of party. You're practically family. You know, you're here half the time. Um, you ever going to move to Southern California? And then, of course, any shouts to your, your bass rush people? Oh, man, yeah, moving here, uh, that's uh, it's not very likely because, uh, yeah, Holland is pretty cool, man. It's like, it's really safe. Um, not safe as in criminal safe, but it's like just nice. Uh, nice living there. The weather is not as great as it is here. It's not by far as great as it is here. So that would be a, a huge plus. But there's a there's a, a lot of cool shit about Holland. Um, and yeah, family. I mean, yeah, we've been like Forrest and Pasquale been, and I'm I'm not sure if you were involved at the time, but we we we've, we've been coming here since before the EDC stuff. Uh, so yeah, we we played the Wednesday night the, the function. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, we've always been around, and uh, really appreciate that we still we're still invited. Yeah, I think the beauty of it is you're part of the LA drum and bass story. You know what I mean? Especially Southern California. Yeah, I I, I mean. 
I'm not sure what to say. Thanks, or uh, it's yeah, it's it's really nice realizing that it's uh, it's like that. <laughs> Wide awake stories from Insomniac. I love Noisy. Have you heard their radio show, Noisy Radio? It's oh, an, I wonder it's who am- produces it's amazing. that. It really, it's amazing. Oh a, my! It's amazing. You can check that out on Insomniac Radio. We're uh, we're going to bid farewell to Caroline. She has to to resume her editing duties. I feel like the drum and bass kids are like, "No, don't leave us. We need you." <laughs> There's a, a trailer waiting to be made. I don't want to leave you, but. Thanks for having me on. Nice yeah, talking to you guys. Check her out. Keep Bass Drum Radio shows. alive forever. Hit us up with the socials. Yeah, hit me hit me up on the socials. <laughs> yeah, the, give us the socials. Hit me up on the socials. Um, it's at Soothslayer. It's Sooth underscore Slayer for the Instagram. And uh, on the Facebook, it's just at DJ Soothslayer. So hit me up. I'm sure we know a lot of drum and bass heads out there or dubstep fans or trap fans. Uh, let us know what you think about this topic. Hit us up. Hashtag Wide Awake Stories. Uh, you can find us on Insomniac Radio. Uh, we are also broadcasting on Spotify and on iTunes or iTunes if Ooh. you are British. Use the hashtag Wide Awake Stories if you uh, agree or disagree. Are you, a, are you a back in the day type kind of person or are you a new school yes. who's, who just wants to throw away all our, all our, our old opinions? I can't stand these Please kids Please don't attack Bass Rush on social media anymore for not booking enough drum and bass. We hear you. That's We're trying our under best. Different, under different it hands. is rich. I've, We're just like, where's the drum and bass? I've created six fake accounts all under the names of old we hear drum and bass you. tunes. We see them. We're doing our best. We're going to do it. Sam Yu, our uh, raving correspondent, is actually throwing together a nice selection of drum and bass inspired fire for you on this month's edition of A New You. New so check You, him baby. Out. This is Wide Awake Stories from Insomniac. You've just heard from two luminaries within the drum and bass world, and it would be an insult on our part if we didn't follow up by paying our respect to the game that they call their own. That's right. It's your turn, DMB heads. So, for the next few minutes, I'll be taking you through a few of the choice cuts that I think will be dominating the dance floor in November. First up is someone who has just as much street cred as our guest on the show this episode, a man who basically needs no introduction. Taxman is one of the OGs on the Lauded Playas recordings crew, and this week he's reinforcing that legacy with the four-track EP on the label called Echo Vibes. Track number two is my favorite from the bunch. It goes by the name of Magnetic. It's a deep, rumbling, cinematic number that's covered in that signature Taxman role. Check it. Wide Awake Stories. Break is um, 
basically an anomaly in the dance music space. He's someone who has climbed to the upper echelons of the scene with virtually no social media presence whatsoever. I guess that leaves more time for him to hide away in the studio and it seems to be paying off. He's on the verge of dropping his fifth studio album, Another Way. Throughout the 17-track journey, the UK stalwart explores many of the aspects of drum and bass that he loves, and he gives a nod to the old-school vibes on Jungle Desire, which sees him linking up with the vocalist Kayo on a raw, raga-tinged instant classic. Keep an eye out for the full LP next week. I've always had a soft spot for Liquid, and one of the shining lights within that subgenre is elevating the sound uh, even further by having it cohabitate with the deeper and more refined elements, including jazz, soul, and ambient jungle. Mike Kiss just turned in his debut LP, Crate 6-7, on hospital recordings at the beginning of the month, and it's littered with the type of liquid that will make your toes tingle. Human is the track where I think he excels the most at crafting the perfect balance between ethereal textures and the timeless amen break, making for a melodic weapon that ticks all the right boxes. CIA Records is a label that has two decades of history behind its name, and with total science at the helm, you best believe the duo takes its A&R duties seriously. They've always had a keen sense for what's coming next, and their latest issue sees them placing their stamp on a hard-edged Bristol talent who operates under the guise of Gamma. The up-and-comer is placing a double-sided single with them later this month, and on the flip, you can find Redland Crew that's ripe with rave stabs and brain rattling sub frequencies.
So I'm going to close out this segment with a peak time bomb. Uh, I know this because it's actually called Bomb, and it's pretty brave naming your track that, but with drum sound and bassline Smith and Tantrum Desire on tap, you wouldn't really expect anything less than the explosive power that each of them brings to the table. Tantrum Desire has been a steady fixture on the other's technique recordings, imprint for years on end, and it's rare to see them on the collab tip. But when they are, you can rest assured it's going to be straight business. The Bomb is a rewind-worthy beast with acid-drip synthwork and stuttering drums and enough energy to level any dance floor it touches. Episode 21 is coming around. It's our legal episode. It's going to be Woo! great. It's going to be sponsored by Perfecta Mundo Tequila. It's also oh, not like again. my birthday. <laughs> Those episodes are Next episode, uh, we are going to be talking about live electronic music. Oh, um, I'd be interested ooh, to talk about that. I have a lot of opinions Odessa, on that one. Rufus to Soul. Uh, it's very, very hot. Right? It reminds me a lot from back in the day uh-huh. when electronica used to be a big thing and you had a lot of these bands who were going out playing live uh-huh. and live electronic music was kind of a new thing that's kind of come back now a lot with a lot of bands who are on stage with drummers uh Elenium kind of does a little bit of that as well there's also um, some knockoffs you yeah, know DJs that want to DJs want to say they're being live but they're not actually yeah. well, live well let's get into the full debate next episode I've got some controversial views for sure oh, on that. oh. Fantastic. And we'll try not to say back in the day 6,000 times. Actually, we'll, for every time someone says back in the day on episode 21, we'll take a shot yes, of Perfecto Mundo. that's a Mundo. great idea. And that way, I'll eventually get to a point where I just can't talk anymore. And so. then we can leave work early. There you go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys next month. Bye. Tune in next month for a new episode of Wide Awake Stories.